Welcome to the Inspiring Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Onisha Campbell, and here we have authentic conversations about womanhood to inspire you to align with your God-given identity and show up as your best self. Today's topic is on hustle culture. I'm going to get into some of the pros and cons of hustle culture. I'm going to discuss whether or not I think it's toxic. And we should just get rid of it entirely if it's abuse or somewhere in in between. Um, And I want to get your I want to get your opinion on hustle culture. So go over to the Inspiring Solutions podcast Instagram page and comment on the episode 12 post for hustle culture and just comment what your opinion is. if, If you agree with what I said, if you disagree with anyone, I said anything I said, I am really curious Also, if you've been enjoying these podcast episodes, please do me a favor, wherever you're listening, whether it is Apple Podcasts or Spotify, definitely leave a rating or a written rating or review. It really helps other people find this podcast as well. And don't forget to share with your friends. Okay, so now that that's out the way, let's start with the definition of hustle culture. Hustle culture is a lifestyle. It's a term that's used to describe the glorification of work and prioritizing work over other equally important aspects of life, such as hobbies, family, friendships, self-care, just to name a few. These are where terms like work harder, work faster, work longer are adopted Also things like nothing is impossible if you just work hard enough, no handouts, no days off. These are where these phrases and terms thrive is in hustle culture, right? And the reason I'm talking about this because I think it's important, especially in American society, this is like the undertone, like this is like the coin phrase of our society, People are told, we're told that you live the American dream and everybody here, you can build your way up from poverty into riches, right? So we culturally have adapted this ideology of hustle culture. So it's kind of like the undertone of American society. Also, I think it's hyper-focused in communities of color because of the history. So you see it in in, in education, career, entrepreneurship, and even in families. And essentially, you'll be rewarded when you do more. Whether it's monetary, if you're earning more money, accolades, you're getting more prestige, and you're, you're, you're being known because of a title you have at work or at a company or things you might have accomplished in your business, you're, you're getting recognition. Um, those are all the, you know, the good things that come with it. But on the other side that can come with that is also shame, guilt and fear when you can't live up or keep up to the same pace as everyone around you or the expectations that society, your family or, or, or even your work environment has for you. So I'm going to start by jumping in. I'm kind I kind of set up this episode in a way of I'm going to give a pro and then I'm going to give a con and a little bit of commentary after that just so you guys have a a good time following along. So we're going to start with the first pro and 
some of you may be surprised that I'm saying this, but I believe that I believe this to be true. Again, if you disagree or you have something to add, go over to the Inspiring Solution podcast. I would love to hear it. So the first pro is hustle culture actually works for some people. (laughs) I think um, it's possible. I've done it. I've I've been in periods of my life when I was trying to start businesses and I've been hyper focused hyper focused early mornings, late nights, researching. I feel like a lot of college students do this. Like they they live it's not per se, it's not work, but I believe it it's career, it's education. You're laser focused on graduating, you're laser focused on doing what you have to do. So I think it works for some primarily people who may be young, healthy, they don't have anyone else to consider besides themselves. And of course, you have to be extremely motivated. Now, there always are exceptions to the rules. What I mean by young, I'm not saying you have to be 20 or 30. I'm just saying like, there's probably more chance of your, you probably have a little bit more favor. Because if you're younger, you may not have anybody else to consider besides yourself. Like you don't have a family to take care of. You don't have children, etc. Healthy. I'm not saying like you have to be completely in shape. I'm just when I what I mean by healthy is not having any terminal illnesses that would prevent you from performing in hustle culture, if that makes sense. So I think it actually works like working 24 seven. I don't think anyone can argue that it won't produce the outcomes that you're looking for or at least give you a higher chance of success in a fast or even in a faster period of time so number one pro I think it actually works for people right but a con to that I believe is that although it actually works right if you're working 24 7 if you're laser focused if you don't see anything else but getting that degree studying for your test or working more than 40 hours a week it come at a cost because work can begin to dominate your time to the point where you don't you don't have time to live life You don't have time to live life outside of whatever you're focused on. I have a friend who works in a law firm with several highly skilled attorneys, and we were having a discussion about how at her workplace, there's really a lack in work-life balance because the attorneys, um, you know, the people who she manages their calendars and all of that, they really there's there's no boundaries of of when I'm work I'm at home even when they're technically off like after 5 p.m they're still responding to emails they're still doing work even though they're not getting paid for it um they're up early mornings so definitely early mornings late nights um she told me that they were understaffed Um, So even when they're on vacation, they're responding to emails and they're still doing work. And we were talking about it and I'm just like, wow, that's really um, tough. And for me, it could just be tough because like I said, I just do not, these are not values of mine, working, working, working. No, I value family. I value peace. I... (laughs) I also do value working hard and putting effort into work, but just not, just not 
just not in that way. I'll be I'll be quite honest with you. So what's the outcome of of this working long hours? What's the cost of this on you on the person? Well, it can lead to poor mental health, right? I don't even think that that's a given. It can lead to poor mental health, such as increased anxiety, depression, burnout, where you feel like, oh my God, I just need two or three weeks off of work because I just can't keep up with it anymore. Um, And I also wanted to mention that hustle culture, even though I'm predominantly talking about work, I feel like I'm framing this in the nine to five aspects. This can show up in any dynamic where you're expected to perform. Saying it like that, I feel like hustle culture can show up in sports. If you are an athlete, you're expected to perform. You're expected to get the highest score, jump the highest or or, or run the fastest, right? It can it can show up that way. It can show up in motherhood. You are expected to provide, protect, nourish another human being, right? It can show up that. Of course, it can show up in entrepreneurship. Like, (laughs) entrepreneurship is basically if you don't hunt, you don't eat, right? Like, you have to go out there and make your money or you, you... (laughs) you just won't have any money right like it's not like where you're punching a clock no you got to make sure you're getting your clients you got to make sure you're on your a game and honestly even though this is just a sidebar even though people say oh I'm not working a nine to five I realize that people who are entrepreneurs unless they've a couple years out they're able to delegate they are working more hours than the traditional nine to five because there's no boundaries on their schedule. They're working 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. They're responding to inquiries all day. They're always working. They always have something to do. There's no boundaries. But anyways, we're not talking about that today. Maybe we can <laughs> discuss that with another episode. Maybe I have a guest who is an entrepreneur and we can kind of dialogue about that. But anyway, yeah, poor mental health, like increased anxiety, burnout. So the first pro is that hustle culture actually works. The first con that I put is that I can come out of the cost. What are the costs? Poor mental health, increased anxiety, depression, burnout, you name it. Because work is dominating your time to the point where you don't have time to live your life outside of it, right? Let's go on to the next one. The next pro that I identified with hustle culture is that Again, I kind of I feel like this kind of goes to the first one that actually can increase productivity and dedication. I feel like if you are prioritizing work over everything else, if you're really honed into work, you can master a skill, you can grow a business, you can become an expert if you are dedicated to that outcome and that grind. I also believe that it can help discipline help with discipline help you discipline yourself because when you're prioritizing work at that point I feel like that's what matters most to you in your life so you know if okay listen I need to make sure that or let me just not say work but I'm going to use work as an example but you can put this into any context mainly if I'm prioritizing work over everything else and one of my friends comes up to me and say hey 
we are going to um, Coachella next weekend. Would you like to come with us? You are most likely going to say, hmm, does this fit into my six-month plan for my life? Do I have enough finances to allocate to going to Coachella? How would me taking the three to four days off work, off my business, from training, etc., enter into field, um, how would it affect me and what I'm looking to do now, right? So that's the way that I think that hustle culture can help with discipline, right? Because you're prioritizing what matters to you in your life in that very moment and you're cutting out the rest of the noise. Now, it doesn't have to be to that extreme, but that was just one example that came up off the top of my head. I feel like I've also, I've I've tapped into a lot of this in my life. That's why I can't come up here and say that it's all bad when I manifested some of the fruits of, of, of hustle culture. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like I've done some of these things, like even in college, like there were times where I was just like super focused. I didn't see anything else. I wasn't doing anything else. Another con would be that hustle culture can define success as career success. So your identity can begin to be wrapped up and your work, your career, your accolades, your accomplishments, right? So your self-worth is tied to your net worth. Cyber coders, shout out to them. Um, but not everyone, but we know that not everyone views success the same, right? So I think that that can be deceptive. And that's why a lot of people are falling into the trap of influencing and gurus promoting this lifestyle that may not be even them doing the actual work. For example, Kim Kardashian, who a couple weeks ago went viral for telling average typical people to get off their butt and work. <laughs> a moment of silence. Um, Kim Kardashian, I believe, is a billionaire um was born into wealth and no I'm not discrediting discrediting any of the work she's done um to get where she's at I understand she's she's progressed even more up the social ladder but it was a little bit tone deaf when you're saying get off your butt and work and and it's like you're outsourcing your work you she's at the point where she doesn't even know and she doesn't even have to care what goes in and what goes into the day in and day out of the operations of her business and what she sells you get me so it's like you're telling us to get off our bus and work but you're the the ceo it's kind of like the ceo of i used to work at panera of Panera coming into me as a cashier saying you need to work harder when I'm like listen dude I just had a line of 20 customers and I busted them out in 15 minutes but the CEO doesn't care about the 15 customers that I busted out in, in, in 15 minutes because he doesn't do that job he doesn't do that job he sits at the top and he's worried about numbers he's not in the trenches with me he's not with me what rick world said you wasn't with me shooting in the gym you wasn't with me shooting in the gym 
So a lot of times people are looking up to these influencers, these social leads with all the, with this admiration. And it's like, they're not even with us shooting in the gym. We're not even on the same level. And, and, and there may have been one, one point of time where they were, but now they're speaking at you. They're speaking down to you on the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> they're no longer relatable. And it's, and I feel like that's okay. Like it's okay to not be relatable. I think because we live in social, social media time and everybody has access to everybody. I think it feels like we have access to people. People are entitled and they, and they want you to feel relatable. Some people are not poor. Everybody didn't start from the bottom. It's okay. Everything is not going to be relatable. Some people had some people had a handout or some people just had supportive family or some people just had networking connections. Everybody's not the same. That's what I want to. So don't equate your self-worth to your net worth, because what if one day you get sick? And you're not able to obtain as many clients as you had, or you're not able to make any money, the, the same amount of money that you made before, then what happens to your self-worth? What happens to your confidence then? Another one, another con. <laughs> Shout out DJ Khaled. But another con is that work can become an addiction. So if you're in your hustling bag, if you're constantly working hard, if you're super focused, um can become an addiction or you can use it as a coping mechanism or some people just do like use it as escape go coping mechanism etc so instead of dealing with the adversities or challenges of life work is prioritized so people who that work becomes an addiction for them they're usually losing sleep to work they're they are not losing sleep dream chaser dream chasing grind to turn into your shine be patient when me say i thought sleep was for billionaires y'all ever heard that i used to say that a lot <laughs> sleep is for billionaires i don't need to sleep um also if if work is an addiction with maybe channeling that addiction or channeling you to just keep working is intense fear of failure like you got the reaper in your right ear like if you don't work you gonna die if you don't work you gonna be like your daddy I'm I'm joking right now but this is real life serious like intense fear like it's it's really not nothing to joke about and intense fear of failure so you you you're addicted to grinding addicted to getting it um you can be using work as a way to avoid relationship challenges to cope with your feelings or like depression so if somebody died in your family, instead of dealing with it, instead of saying, hey, you know, I need to take some time off of work and, and to just process what's going on, you could actually pick up more hours. Some people, some people actually pick up more hours or pick up more work so they just don't have to think about it. Or if they're having relationship issues at home, um, it could be with a friend, it could be with a mom, et cetera. They're just like, you know what? I ain't even worried about this. I'm about to work. I'm about to grind. I'm about to get myself right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes that can be healthy, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the extreme side of it. 
And again, I also think a little bit of fear can be healthy. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm that intense fear of like, even, oh my God, I can't miss a day because then X, Y, and Z is going to happen. Like you're avoid dealing with death, divorce, financial trouble, any of that, that can be a con. The rest of these are actually cons on my list. I think work can also become an addiction too. When you have a career where your passion has turned into your main source of income or your profit, like I've watched a lot of YouTube influencer influencers um, who started off YouTube and it was just a passion project of theirs. Like they did YouTube not because they knew they were going to make a million dollars, you know what I'm saying? And have 50 K sponsorships, but they did it because they actually loved it. And then it turned into, it turned into their full-time career. So it, it went from something that they love doing for fun to something they have to do. And there, there are also high stakes that comes with that. Because again, if they do not perform, these are the weights of becoming an entrepreneur. If you do not perform, if you do not show up, um, you don't eat. And that's, that's, that, that's pressure. Um, and these are usually people who, I want to say they are the service or they have to show up to perform the service. Um, if, if, if you run a business where you can sit at the top and you don't really have to show up, you can delegate, then that's fine. But like I said, this was a YouTuber who I watched and she talked about that. So I kind of wanted to add that in there too. I think work can become an addiction or just get a little bit challenging too when your passion becomes your main source of profit another con is feeling obligated to say yes feeling obligated to say yes people pleaser you're taking on more tasks when your plate is already full and you're doing it to avoid being judged losing your job losing the status losing your position and, you know, in response, what is it? You force positivity and push yourself beyond your boundaries so that you look like a good person, even though you know that you're two seconds away from having a mental breakdown or just losing it all. Or you can't even, you, you may not be losing it all. You may be doing it all, but you're not doing anything well. You're doing it all by yourself and you're not doing anything well. You can't remember anything. <laughs> you can't stay on top of anything. And the reason why this one hits home for me is because in my current position, we are so understaffed that I am the go-to person for every single thing. And um, sometimes it is a bit overwhelming because I may have things that are important that I need to do, but they don't need to be done in that second. And I have these little tasks that are coming in that are taking my focus away from that. So I'm like, okay, 
let me pause what I'm doing here that needs to be submitted a month from now, but I need to complete this step to make sure everything's okay a month from now to do this more urgent little thing. And now my whole rotation, my schedule's mixed up and come to find out, let a few weeks pass. I didn't do that step because I got distracted or I had several other things that came up in between. It's a lot. It's a lot. So that's why I say that too. And even in my journey with motherhood, there's times where I just try to do it all. And I can't. (laughs) I need help. Right? Right? So, yeah, that's another thing. Feeling obligated to say yes. It's okay to say no. I read a book by Laura Doyle called The Empowered Wife. I want to do a book review on that. Um... And she said, no is a complete sentence. Like, I believe it was lawyer door. No is a complete sentence. And for me, even though it's such simple advice, it's kind of like to somebody else, it's like, yeah, no is a complete sentence. But to me, how I grew up, it's like, no, no is not in your vocabulary. If somebody asks you to do something, you do it. You don't say no. How dare you? That's disrespectful. Even though if saying yes is going to make you resentful, it's going to make you uh, angry, you're going to be complaining that you wish you never done it, or you're going to be complaining that you're tired and you're depleted, or you wish you had people who do what you do for them and yada, yada, yada. When you could have just said no. To prevent all that and got you some rest when you could have just said you know what I would really love to help you now but if I do I would really be depleted and be okay with that like not feel bad don't feel the need to over explain don't feel like you know just don't feel guilty about it like it's okay to say hey I would love to to show up for you right now but if I do this for you I'm not going to be my best self or I'm not even going to be be able to show up as my best self that's something that I had to learn um and I really wish that I had this understanding these skills sooner because it would have helped me a lot it would have helped me a lot in um, some choices that I decided to make in my life and how then I tend to I tended to stretch myself for other people and it was often not return. And like I said, it, it would make me like, hmm, but, you know, I did X, Y and Z for them, even though it's not about like what you're doing for other people, because, of course, I'm doing it out the kindness of my heart. But I just want to make sure when I'm showing up for other people is from a pure place. So those things don't even cross my mind because I like I, I did it because I wanted to. You know, I did it because I had all the energy to do it. It, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. The last con is burnout. And burnout is the state of emotional, mental, and physical exhaustion brought on by prolonged or repeated stress. Burnout is no joke. 
um my next episode the episode after this episode 13 is going to be on preventing burnout some of the warning signs um so that you can prevent it and all of those things but yeah you do not want to get to the point of burnout where you can't even keep up with anything anymore you may be hospitalized you may just like I said mentally depleted emotionally physically depleted your relationships just may be shattered at work at home because you took on everything you did everything you showed up for everyone and guess who the number one person guess who's the number one person you neglected yourself (laughs) and everybody's looking at you like why would you do that why didn't you just say you couldn't do it because the thing is if you don't set up boundaries or you don't tell people that hey I have weak moments too or hey I'm not able to always show up for everybody people would think well you're you're fine you got it all right well can you do this too all right, well, you look fine. Why didn't you just say something? You know, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. A lot of times people do mean well. And if you just have the skills, if you just have the tools to articulate like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Hey, I cannot show up today. I believe that most people will understand. And if they don't, I'm to the point where I'm just like, (laughs) I don't care. I really don't care anymore. Because when you get to this point of burnout, it's no going, well, it is some going back, but it, it takes time. You might need to go to therapy. You might need to take a few months off of work. You might, you know, it just depends on the severity of it all. So these are the pros and cons of hustle culture. To wrap it all up. To wrap it all up, hustle culture gives off the impression that the busier you, the busier you are, the better off you'll be. But we know that that's not true. We know that rest is essential. We know that taking breaks actually can make us more productive during work, during you know motherhood, whatever you are showing up to that requires you to perform. And I'm not talking about week-long breaks. I'm even talking about like working for four hours and then taking a 15-minute break. You know, things like that. Like after work or after you you go to practice or after you're working on your business and you're working with a few clients, taking an hour break to just relax. Allowing yourself to relax now do I believe that hustle culture is toxic Mm, no I don't really like the word toxic so I'm gonna say no but I do believe that hustle culture can be abused and if you are someone who has a giving heart if you are someone who doesn't have boundaries you need to make sure that you do because there are wolves out here in sheep clothing waiting for people like you and I who give 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 (laughs) till the giving isn't done so that they can use you 
so that I can use your skills, your resources, etc., to drain you out. And then when you have no energy left, they'll look at you like, why didn't you just say that? You know? So, yeah. Hustle culture sets up an environment of fear, guilt, and shame if you can't live up to expectations, too. Sometimes, like I said, I like to give people the business benefit of the doubt, and I like to think most people are good. But some people will look at you like, what do you mean you can't run a marathon with me? You're lazy. Even though you have a million things going on in your life, they don't even check on you. They don't even know that your son was sick last week. They don't know that you had to take your grandma to the hospital. They don't know that you actually ran a marathon last weekend. But now they're calling you lazy. So now you're like, damn, well, am I lazy? And you're feeling guilty. You're like, dang, I should just go with them. And you're feeling shameful because of it but I'm telling you the mental gymnastics isn't worth it it is not worth it because trying to live up to other people's standards especially if they're not in divine alignment with your life not worth it not work it hustle culture should not be your identity um And if hustle culture aligns with your core values, then it may be for you. It just may be. I'm not the expert of anyone's life, only my own. So I'm not the one to make that determination. But overall, do I think hustle culture is toxic? No, but I do think it can be abused. And sometimes I do think it can be channeled into something positive. Um, So yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, do not forget to go over to the Inspiring Solutions podcast and comment. I want to dialogue with you guys. As always, I'm your host, Wanisha Campbell, and I am out. <laughs>